Right, welcome everyone to another episode of the Love Island cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host is Mr. Dave Horrock. Hey there, Chris. Great to speak to you again. And can I just ask, is this the right room for an argument? <laughs> oh, yes, Dave. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Without a doubt. So, I mean, there's only one place we can start there, really, isn't it? We we saw last night Yuanda get voted out, and we saw a little bit from the, um, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow, and then a little bit more on the first look, and it didn't disappoint tonight at all, did it? No, it was... Oh. It, to be fair, Dave, it was really bad watching. It was a great episode in the context of how I like the show, but... Talk about whacking your head against a desk, frustrating. I genuinely was so disappointed in Amber and Anna. I just thought it was poor. It was just poor all round. The, the, the reaction to Yuandi going out was just, you know, I get them being upset. I, you know, I'm sure we're going to question Danny's timing with Arabella, but without a doubt, it was the most pathetic, inducing thing I've seen. We were screaming. Me and Sam were screaming at the telly. I was just so annoyed. I just think they lost a lot of respect. And a lot of, I think as well, in some respects with Amber, it might be a bit of a situation with Michael where he's the only one pulling him through because the public perception of these is not good at all, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, let's let's kind of step through it then. If, uh, so, obviously, we saw a little bit more of a replay just in case we'd forgotten about how it all went down last night. And then, you know, you can see Amber is absolutely in tears. She's like, this is a piss take, you know, and obviously really, really angry. We got to see you and these again, have a nice life, meaning the opposite, you know, hope you die of syphilis or something. So, yeah, we got to see all that just to remind us again. And it was, you could see, you could cut the tension with a knife. Now, I have to ask you, obviously straight after that, or, or editing-wise, it's obviously the same night. They're wearing the same clothes, so it looks like it's straight after. Danny and Arabella disappear up on the sofa while, you know, you've got two groups. You've got, um, you know, Anna, Amber, and Molly, and Amy, along with their other halves. And then you've got Anton and Lucy off separate. We'll talk about that in a minute. But then it seemed to me, it looked to me like it, you know, there was there was obviously a lot of smiling, a lot of flirting between Danny and Arabella, but it seemed to me like Arabella was the one to make the first move to smack a kiss on him. And, you know, I just have to ask you, do you think that, well, it's anyone else's business or do you think maybe just tactically should have, you know, or the pair of them, they should have held off a little bit because emotions were running so high? I would say, I think Danny had just had enough of what was going on. And Arabella, it's alluded to before you, Andy, went, wasn't it, that they were being pathetic, talking to themselves, uh, whispering in ears, right in front of her. That's just bad manners. And that carried on after this. So so for me, probably not if you wanted to keep the peace a bit better. But I don't think Danny was going to win one way or the other. It was as if, like, the, the poor, you know, you, Andy had gone off to see the angels in the sky, the way they reacted. It was absolutely ridiculous. And out of all of them, as much as Amber frustrated me because she does wear a heart on her sleeve, 
Anna has got to go. She's awful. That I mean, she did it the other day when she was cackling when Michael and Maura had that little date, the first time we saw it. Then when they were kissing, Danny and Arabella, she's going, it's like, you're 28. You're the same age as Maura. You're not 20 or 21 like Amber, which you can sort of forgive for a bit of immaturity. He's childish. And as soon as she was saying to Danny when he came over to sort of have a word of him, she's going, bye, bye. I was like, oh, oh my God. I mean, Sam, Sam jumped up and she's like, if I was there, I'd absolutely fucking slap her. You know, and it's like, and, and that's not being ridiculous or reacting. It was absolutely awful, bad manners. There's no justification. And when I've seen people on Twitter say that they, they stick up for him, I genuinely don't know what I'm watching here because I think bad, uh, bad manners trumps anything for me, whether they're sticking up for the friend or not, stuff like that frustrates me so much because I just think it's one of them things. Danny is a man. He can't go anywhere, can he, Davey? They're like just being bullies, basically. It's awful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely bullying. Now, I probably, as a personal choice, I probably would have held off. But you're absolutely right. It's no one else's business. But just, you know, you you. <sighs> I don't know if you ever used to watch Red Dwarf, but there is a lovely line that I often refer back to and I'll, I'll say to people, and that is, it's essentially like putting your crown jewels in a lion's mouth while flicking his love spuds with a wet towel. <laughs> I remember it well. There was only one outcome that was going to happen from that. And, and I don't think they were wrong. I think they could have just avoided that little bit of extra conflict, but that obviously sent it over the edge. And I agree. Anna is hugely ugly personality. It is horrible. And even Jordan, who seems to, you know, he seems again to be a little bit of a dead fish. He just swims with the tide. Even he called her out on a bullshit, even though he retracted a bit later, I, I just thought this is this is nonsense, and it is that cliquey bullying kind of thing. It is that mean girls mentality, you know. Again, from those those three and Amy's kind of one foot in, one foot out. I, I just thought the whole thing was was pathetic, really. And one thing I, I would call out with Danny is, I, I think he handled it about the best a bloke could do. You know, he, he was he remained pretty calm. You know, he didn't lose his rag he didn't just say you know fuck off and head up you know to disappear up on the uh, the veranda or balcony or whatever it is up there and he just was taking pelters and i can't understand really what amber is uh going on about do i look like the sort of person who would cause any kind of argument or conflict whatever her words were it was like well fucking yeah that's absolutely what you're doing but I'm going to defend Amber a bit. I know she's got her detractors at the minute, and she did come across in a very horrible way, quite honestly, tonight. She did say from episode one, she's a bit of a diva, and we've never seen it. All we've seen is she was a bit frosty. That's not being a diva. Where With Michael, you know, she started to thaw out and be a bit coy with him. That's not a diva. So we've seen two different sides with there, but we've never seen that diva side. I think that's what we saw last night. But you know what? When she's saying like, oh, you know, you and these beds, not even cold. She's not fucking dead. Stop <laughs> you know? mourning her like she's fucking died or something. Or Danny's fucking smothered her, you know, in the middle of the night or something. It's like, come on, get a fucking grip. Yeah, exactly. Because like I say, 
Anna was the worst. I think she was the worst of the lot, Dave. And I'm going to give full credit to Maura as well, because in the diary room, not only did she tell Danny to his face, it's fucking ridiculous, you need to get over it. It's part of the actual show. They also went in the diary room and said, it's fucking pathetic. She, she called him to a T, Dave. Now, and despite what she does and some of the things she does are quite questionable, she absolutely was right. She was on the money. And, and I've seen so many people, and I'm not saying I've not seen people in support of that whole triangle of friends, you and Diana and Amber. I'm not saying that. And I, there's a lot of people sympathising, saying, well, I'd be the same. But it's like, but that's not a right way to act with people. That's just childish way of trying to win an argument by being a dick, basically. So for me, that was just pathetic. And there was a bit of common ground later because Arabella, who can stand up for herself, sat with him and said, look, we don't, look let's just draw a line on it, blah, blah, blah. And it was sort of like through a great seat. Yes, let's carry on as normal. <laughs> you know, it's just like, <laughs> well, fair enough. But I do think the whole thing has really left a sour taste. And I can see Anna and Jordan, if it goes to the public vote, getting knocked off. I don't necessarily think, I think Michael will probably save Amber because he's like her earth rod. Well, you know, I'm being, I'm metaphorically Dave, but he, he earths and grounds her, I think. And I think he's the voice of reason because even when she was kicking off, he rolled his eyes at her and he said to Danny, didn't he? Because I said to you, is there going to be a bit of conflict? But I don't think he'll back her up when he knows she's being pathetic. And that's exactly what he did. He he, he looked at Danny and went, you're not going to lose a friend. It's fine, you know. And and like I say, I don't think what Danny did the last few days has been great. But I don't think, he, like you said, I don't think he could do anything else. But yes, it probably was not tactile. But he probably just thought, fuck it. I mean, Dave, let's look at it like this. He probably thought, fuck it, because they're being nasty anyway. And the girls were not going to back down anyway, were they? So he thought, well, I'll tell you what, I'll just prod that that bee's nest a bit more. At the end of the day, I think both of them have to take some of the blame. But it was fucking great TV, and that's all <laughs> I want. <laughs> you know, it, I, again, I think the person who comes out of this the best is Michael. The, the only slight little nit that I'm going to pick is that I didn't really understand what he was saying. So, you know, fair play to him. He was going up to, to Danny and, and he, you know, a bit later in the show, he, he kind of sat down with him and just said, look, we've all got to get on in here. So I, I think Michael did about the best that he could. But the, the one thing that confused me that when Danny was asking him, like, what would you do in that position? And he, and he said, well, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't think you could have done anything else. But then he went on to say, but I think you could have gone about it in a different way. And I'm sat there scratching my head thinking, I genuinely don't know what that means. Doing something and going about something mean the same thing to me. So I'm not sure what he means there. But if I try and guess at what he's trying to get at, this is all happening in the same night. As far as Danny was telling us and was telling the villa, he wasn't sure. It was it was almost, you know, a flip of a coin kind of thing. I don't believe for a second it was. He just didn't really have the stones to tell you, Andy. Yes. I, I think he'd already made his mind up, and we've agreed. I think it's the right decision. So, yeah, I, I think because of that, that, that would explain why he's very quickly moved onto the bench with Arabella after Yuanda's out of the picture, whereas if he was genuinely conflicted, I don't think. I'm, I'm sure he still cares for Yuanda, but, you know, he, he was mentally, he was already gone. Yeah, he was, he was. And just moving on from that slightly, Dave, as well, he's Tom, he's playing a game and half this lad, isn't he? I mean, he was absolutely throwing more under the bus last night. He was, he was like, we were talking to Jordan, he was like, well, yeah, you know, she annoys me. She makes me cringe, really. No, but we've got a bit of banter together, and I'm thinking, mate, 
you've already dug this hole the day before when you're an absolute prick. What are you doing? And, and I'm thinking, keep them comments to yourself because, you know, the, the, there's been a few comments. There was comments last night where somebody was whispering. And I'm thinking, you do realise that everybody who yeah. watches Love Island can hear you, everyone, the millions <laughs> of people, like, fucking hell. Between <laughs> me and you, Jordan, and a few million people watching at home... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to confide in you. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'd, I'd called him out yesterday. I think he's a sleazebag. Didn't expect him to show again quite so quickly. <laughs> I do just want to say a quick thing. I'm, I'm not quite buying everything that Maura says. Again, she was saying that night she spent with Tom was one of the hardest in her life, but she expects us to believe she's only slept with five people and you know she's never had a one-night stand. Again, couldn't give a fuck if you had, if you slept with a thousand people. But it's all, it's just... Don't fucking lie, you know. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just bullshit. It? It's yeah, she's getting, she's getting the fanny flutters, and I think Arabella said the same. So I, again, I'm not on the bus of Team Mora, but what I will say is, remember Carl Pilkington? He was asked on uh, an idiot abroad. He was asked if you could be a superhero who would you be? And he said, I'd be bullshit, man. I'd just be flying around <laughs> and calling out people on, on their bullshit. Maura is bullshit woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> She is forever. I might just get a t-shirt, which is, you know, on the front, Maura, on the back, calling your bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because she does. She nails everything. And you can see there's this little clique of, like, say, Anna, Amber, previously, Yuanda, you've got Lucy in there as well. Molly May's kind of in there as well. And then you've got uh, Maura teaming up with like Lucy and, uh, you know, probably Arabella now. So, yeah, for, for that, I, I think she's great and she's great to watch. And it's refreshing for someone to say, you know, tell it how it is. But, Tom, you fucking prick. Yep. <laughs> and, and what I found really weird was, you know, of, of the list of things that he didn't like, you know, and didn't think was going that well. And, uh, you know, the boxes that Maura didn't take. The first thing he said was fitness. <laughs> I know. That was just so bizarre. <laughs> she's fucking weirdo. Like, uh, fucking... What's he going to uh, say? Like, she's got a flat ass. She's, she doesn't do any squats. I just couldn't, I couldn't get that. I yeah, she's, she's got that fucking fantastic body and she just hasn't had to work for it at all. And it, again, it's like, I, I'm sure I read the other day that he's been in this long term. His Instagram page is littered with pictures from years and years of this same girl, funnily enough, or for brunette. Exactly. So I, I just think, you know, maybe they've been workout buddies or something. I fucking love my time on my own at the gym, to be <laughs> honest. It's fucking just stick the headphones on, zone everyone out. But I just found that really weird to put at the top. And I don't think they're a good couple. Don't get me wrong. I do think she is too much for him. She's too loud for him. He's only gone after her because we've not seen him do any grafting or try to, you know, get to know any of the other girls. It's because she threw herself initially at him. And then, you know, he basically cornered her <laughs> and stuck it on her that, that time. So, you know, they just happened to be together. And I, I don't know, uh, you know, it's not in for the long haul, that is it. But again, I, I'm not I'm not liking Tom at all. To be fair, I, I totally agree with you. I think he has just turned down to, uh, turned into an absolute sleazeball and he's playing the game. And I've said it a couple of times and called some of the girls, like this guy is an absolute oddball nut job who does not realise he's being filmed, which I just find so bizarre. I know this after a while, you get used to the cameras and people forget, because obviously they're only condensing an hour, but you say something controversial like that, and I'm sorry, you've only got yourself to blame. 
And I think, Dave, what they'll do is they will they actually get the guests together and they'll replay some of the videos sometimes, especially the controversial stuff. If a, if a couple's quite, you know, together and they're in love as such or whatever, then that's obviously something that will happen. And, and I think he's going to, then that sort of stuff's going to come back to bite him on the arse, to be honest. Oh, he's, he's playing with fire and that is not going to end well. Of all the people, you know, at least Anna is passive aggressive. <laughs> Yeah. More is just aggressive and will tear him that new arsehole. But yeah. I have to say, Chris, you know, for all this drama and, and just quick word, you know, well done to Arabella, actually, for walking into the lion's den and actually trying to just smooth things over. I, I still can't really warm to her, but I had to respect her for that. She got a kind of an uneasy truce, if you like. I, I yeah. don't think it's not quite as bad as a, a, a Amy's attempted truce with Joe and Lucy all those weeks ago. Um, but, you know, let's, that's, that's not gone away by any stretch. But I have to say, for the tone of that you know, episode, it was all about the conflict. It was all about, you know, uh, you, the fallout from you and leaving. I have to say there was a little bit which which seemed to be not quite in keeping with the whole episode. And, you know, sometimes I, I think the, the editors, they get the music just right. But for this bit, I was expecting a little bit, just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> what did you make to Curtis and Tommy? Well, a couple of things. Uh, there is a couple of guys who were in, not last series, series before, so series three, Kem and Chris. Now, Kem and Amber actually won Series 3, and Kem went on and made money. He's done Dancing on Ice, and he's got his own radio show. He's the guy who actually does the Love Island official podcast as well, Dave. He goes on This Morning. He's on various different things. And then you've got Chris Hughes as well, who he came... I don't think they won. I think they come third or something like that. But he was with a girl called Olivia. He was, he was very much like Amber. She was an absolute heart on the sleeve, just reacts to everything, firebrand. And they ended up with their own show. Now, the cynic in me, and this is coming from, obviously, the fan position, and you being the cynic officially, and not really official anymore, Dave, but is that they're going for the Chris and Kem show and they're going to go for the Tommy and Curtis show or Curtis and Tommy show afterwards as a bit of a reality thing. That's Putting that aside, I saw a tweet that has been retweeted over 9,500 times already just tonight, which says, I'm actually more convinced that to- that Curtis loves Tommy more than he does Amy. <laughs> well, I, I've got to tell you, <laughs> of all the things in the world that would shock me, that wouldn't be one of them. I agree. Uh, the, the relationship they've got is great and it's fantastic and it's good as well that, that that they've got that. I do agree with that. But I think that's probably the more convincing love story than anything that's going on in the Villa Day, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, let's, yeah. I don't yeah. know what more to say about that, <laughs> you know, other than yeah. completely calling it out. But um, yeah. yeah, no, I do, I totally agree. Now, now, I have seen a sneak peek, haven't we, for tomorrow's show? And basically, they are calling out, put some words out there on a little game show, which I had predicted what people actually think of each other. And that is where it all kicks off, Dave. And you'll get questions asked of the relationships. It's where they just start to psychologically turn that screw. So I cannot fucking wait for tomorrow. I really can't. Yeah, I mean, it does look like a cracker again, doesn't it? I mean, God, it 
do a good job, these editors and producers, don't they? And just making you just wish your life away and just think, oh, I've got to get to that because it looks like, you know, they're going to throw out these comments, which you probably said in private or whatever, and, you know, have people react to them uh, psychologically. And, you know, it's going to impact the group. And, you know, I, I just can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> I can't either, Dave. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Now, just before we go, I want to read out another email we've had from one of our listeners, uh, Karen. She's an avid Love Island cast listener and a great contributor as well. So Karen's email we got this evening as the show was on, Dave. So that's proper commitment to Love Island and the Love Island cast. And it reads, good evening. In the words of you, Andy, I'm raging watching the show tonight. Amber is an absolute shit disturber. <laughs> She's horrible and should be pulled up for her bullying tactics. This is a show. I know they are young and immature, but really, surely I've seen the previous series where people swap their partners like, I changed my knickers. Well, we don't need to get that thingy, Karen. <laughs> um, Danny had to try and partner with someone, and I think at first he did like you, Amber, but then a nice, friendly beauty came in. As in every other series, they tell each other what they want to hear to keep their options open. It's divided the villa and I'm on Danny's side. If Amber continues like this, it will cause problems between her and Michael too. Kind of hope it does. That's from Karen. So thanks again, Karen. Fantastic email. And keep them coming, guys. And if you do want to send in an email like Karen and some of our other guests, then the email address is theloveislandcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to send us a DM on Twitter, at theloveislandcast. Brilliant stuff, Chris. Brilliant stuff. So like I say, I can't wait for tomorrow and obviously <laughs> just having this kind of uh not really group therapy but you know i'm like a coiled spring at the end of these episodes now so it's just honestly it's a bit of therapy to go on there and, <laughs> and for us to talk about it so yeah so you've done me actually the last couple of episodes so i just want to ask you how do you want to see out the show well dave i'm just going to quote what i think was absolutely disgusting i'm going to say to you and everyone else bye 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 Bye. Bye-bye. See you next time.